0: Y'all, we have a problem. It's not a new problem. It's an old problem. We have a problem in that we live in a culture of death. We have a problem that we live in a place where since 1973, over 50 million human babies have been ruthlessly killed through the sin of abortion. We have a problem. We live in a culture of death. A culture that says... That the evil of contraception, which leads to not all, but many of those abortions, is somehow freeing, or liberating, or good. We have a problem that we live in a country where racism still exists. We live in a country where it is, it is not um, uncommon for somebody to be looked at with suspicion, or, or even hatred, because of the color of their skin, a problem where we can watch on the internet somebody kneel on another person's neck until he dies. And a problem where while many people correctly want to peacefully protest those kinds of evils, which is a good, which we ought to do, the evils of abortion, like we do every year in Washington, D.C., the evils of racism. We have a problem that some people think that the right thing to do is to go burn down buildings or loot stores that have nothing to do with the issue at hand. We have a problem that we are living in a culture of death and I would like to share with you today the first thing to do about it. Not all the things to do about it, That would take us way too much time, and and I don't know them all. I'd like to share with you the first thing to do about it. I've only been a priest for three years. But in those three years, over and over and over again, I have experienced people come to me with this problem, with that problem, looking at the culture of death in in which we live, looking at our young people who keep leaving and leaving and leaving the faith and keep supporting bad, wicked things. And they say, Father, what do we do about it? And then I tell them what to do about it. And they go off and ignore what I said. And I wish I could say that I've never done that. But I have. I have went to people... With problems, and they've told me what to do about it, and I have gone off and done nothing. I'll repent of that. Today, I'm challenging us to do something about the culture of death, evil, that we see around us, and murder, including the murder, which is abortion, and violence, and racism, And in particular, challenge my brothers, men here. We who are called to lead, who therefore must, must step up. St. Paul, when he's writing to the Ephesians, he fights the battle. St. Paul is a good father, a good spiritual father. And he is fighting the battle for the souls of the people in Ephesus because he knows what Jesus said today. Whoever denies me before men, I will deny before my heavenly father. St. Paul knows that there is evil. He knows that there is wickedness. He knows that if the people in Ephesus who have become Christians deny Jesus, that he's going to deny them and that they will go to hell. And he, like God, does not want anybody to go to hell. We men. Everybody, but it's Father's Day. Specifically speaking, our Not specifically, but intentionally speaking to men today on Father's Day. Be fathers like St. Paul. What does he do? I bow my knees before the Father. Like this Get on my knees before God, the Father Almighty from whom every family in heaven and on earth is named. I get on my knees, St. Paul says, that you might be strengthened, that you might have faith, and that you might be rooted and grounded in love. St. Paul, as a father, he gets on his knees and he begs God for the grace. That's the beginning of the solution, y'all. If we want... To build a culture of life, if we want to overcome the culture of death, the necessary beginning, the only beginning that works is to pray and to fast. To pray and to fast. If you want to be part of the culture of life. If you want to be part of the fight, part of the battle, like to win our nation, to win our world, to win our communities for Jesus Christ. There are no other ways to do it. It must, you must, I must start with prayer and with fasting here's why because laws don't change people's hearts we might need to change laws surely there are laws we have some bad laws changing policies does not change people's hearts. Getting up here and talking about stuff does not change people's hearts. And I know that because I have heard people say the right thing and not done it. And I know That each of you have done the same. Because you see, our problem isn't with fundamentally. Our deep problem isn't a problem with politicians. Though there are problems with some politicians. Actually, with, since politicians are human, right? one with everybody, because there's problems with all of us, but our problems are, do not lie mainly with politicians. Our problems do not lie mainly with laws. Our problems do not lie mainly with organizations. Our problem, the problem of the culture of death, is a sin problem. Adam chose to abandon his post as father and also as husband. When the, when the serpent came into the garden, Adam chose to cower away. And so Eve sin. And Eve offered Adam to sin, and Adam sinned, and death entered the world. You shall not eat of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, otherwise, the Bible says, God says, you shall die the death. The culture of death is a result of the culture of sin. And the culture of sin starts right here. Jesus says that it is not what goes into the mouth that defiles a person, but it is what is in the heart that defiles the person. And so St. Paul says, I am about changing hearts. So I bow my knees before the Father. That you might have strength, that you might have faith, but you might have love. I fast. I sacrifice. I give myself. Because there is no greater love than this to lay down your life for your friends. This is the image of being a man. This is it. This is the image of love for every human being, man or woman. This is it. The church actually requires that we have a crucifix near the altar. Not just a regular cross, but literally it says, a cross with a figure of Christ crucified. And the United States bishops recommend that it be a big one. Not a tiny one like this, but a big one. That everybody can see. And that everybody, every time we come to Mass, every time we pray the sacred liturgy, every time we come to Calvary, can see the love of God for you. I want to be part of the solution to the culture of death. I want to build the culture of life. And I know that you do too. Otherwise you wouldn't be here today. So, if you watch the news more than you pray, I'm challenging you today to switch those two. Yes, we should watch the news or listen to it or, and otherwise, otherwise be informed of what's going on in the world. We have a duty to do that. But if it's more, then you open up the letter from the king of the universe, God the Father, and read it. That ain't the way to build a culture of life. If watching the news is more than coming to church, church is open all day, and spending five minutes with Jesus Christ there in the tabernacle, truly present body, blood, soul, and divinity, then we're not using our weapons to fight against the culture of death. We're not using our tools to build up the culture of life. And it doesn't have to start with a lot. It can start with five minutes in the Word of God in the Bible every day. Start with the Gospel of Matthew. So open it up and read it. Or start with the book of Proverbs. Five minutes. Church is open all day. On your way to work, on your way home from work, at your lunch hour. Jesus, I want to be part of the solution. And the only way The first way, the necessary precondition for the solution is to pray and to fast. It's Friday, you know what? I'm going to fast from lunch today. And I'm going to come spend not five minutes, but 30 minutes. Because I'm fasting from lunch, it's Friday, I'm going to come spend 30 minutes. And I'm going to fast. I'm going to choose not to eat between meals on Wednesday because that's the day when Jesus was betrayed and Jesus is being betrayed all over the place today that's what happens every time we sin husbands dads you have got to lead your family in prayer that is not an option you have got to lead your family in prayer if you want to be part of the culture of life, if you want to live as a disciple of Jesus Christ. Pray a decade of the rosary with your family. It takes five or ten minutes. Pray on your own. Read the Word of God. Come make visits to Jesus in the Blessed Sacrament. Pray with your spouse. And pray together as a family. It does not have to be elaborate. It doesn't have to be long. It doesn't have to be huge. But it has to be. Because the only way to win the battle, the only way to overcome the evils of the culture of death is if we bow our knees before the Father. We can talk about the problems, and sometimes we need to. In November, we are certainly going to have to make wise decisions at the polls when it's election time. And we must engage in that process. We have to speak out from time to time publicly. Some of us are called to do that a lot. Some of us are called to do that a little. We have to work for just laws and just policies and just practices. All those things are, all those things are, are necessary. But they are utterly fruitless if we're not praying and fasting. First, and always Jesus says in John 15 apart from me you can do nothing I'm reading the whole verse John 15:5 I am the vine you are the branches He who abides in me and I in him he it is that bears much fruit That's what I want for me, for you, for our parish, for our society. I want the fruit of the culture of life. And I know that you do too. Otherwise, you wouldn't be here. And the only way to bear that fruit, right, is to abide in Him. Apart from me, you can do nothing. Y'all, the culture of death is winning. And that is unacceptable. But you and I, we Christians, we disciples of Jesus, we are people of life. We are people of love that looks like this, like Christ crucified. So I challenge you. bow your knees before the father pray alone pray with your spouse pray as a family and fast consistently regularly here's the last and here's the last thing no God the Father is with you. You are worth more than many sparrows. The hairs of your head are numbered. If your sacrifice starts out small, if your prayer starts out short, God loves you and receives your sacrifice. If you miss a day or screw up on a fast that you had committed to, God loves you. He accepts your sacrifice and wants to walk with you as you get up the next day. Don't be discouraged. Don't think you have to do it all at once. Remember that God is your gentle father. Then bow your knees before him in prayer and in fasting. build the culture of life. I forgot to mention in the homily that in a societal level the biggest thing that is keeping men out of the fight for a culture of life um, is those things which it is a mortal sin to watch which can be found on the internet. And you know what I'm talking about. So if you struggle with that um, I want to offer to you um, a program called Strive 21. Um, it's totally free. Uh, it used to cost something, but somebody donated something to make it free for everybody. I think it's anonymous. It was developed by a guy named Matt Frad, who is an expert um, on the topic. And so um, this, this version is for men. There's supposed to be a version for, for women who struggle with the same thing um, coming out soon. They're developing that right now but it's Strive 21, and I, I beg you, if, if that's your struggle, um, hey, there, there's, um, there's no shame in admitting, hey, I got a sin and I, and I need help. In fact, that's the courageous and, um, and really the, the manly thing to do, the virtuous thing to do. So if that's your struggle, um, as it is for so many, I invite you to check out Strive 21.